and welcome to Exposed Network. I am Anthony Hosa. And I'm Migs Whiskey. Welcome back for another episode of Exposed. Migs, how have you been, man? I've been good, brother. I've been good. What's uh, what's new and improved with your life? Just, man, just staying on the ground, doing what I gotta do to get through, and uh, yeah, music, and this, Exposed, man. Exposed Network, man. I love it. Just trying to take it to the next level. That's good stuff right there. I think I'm doing just about the same thing. Uh, replace music with photography video work still trying to jump into that as best i possibly can but this right here doing exposed network and be able to talk out into the world is some of the things that i love to do most i love to be able to talk about life and asking why and being honest about all of that here on exposed network we are uh just two regular or maybe irregular dudes <laughs> that, that like to really kind of like find out where that the starting line is you know we're trying to talk about honesty so we can know where we can go from that point and try to figure out what is wrong with our society today when it comes to just how we function as individuals we're not talking about certain democratic parties we're not talking about any kind of religion specifically we are just talking about what does it mean to be able to walk forward and what makes sense for ourselves and whenever we get to that point <laughs> We have our personal beliefs as to how to how to get there, how to get to yeah. a, a more common truth about something. And uh, um, today, Migs, what do you what do you think we're going to be talking about today? What do you what do you say? Today, the topic is kids. Kids. The now, kids of today. The kids of today, and possibly the kids of tomorrow. Uh, I don't have any kids, so I'm going to be that douche that is talking crap on parents that has no kids <laughs> and all the parents of the world be able to say what do you know you have no kids but luckily for me i got you here yeah and you have a child i have a child i but, have an eight-year-old but not just the child if i'm not mistaken you are responsible for a couple different kids that you actually take under your wing as well is that true yeah my and my nieces man i love them nieces how many you got five six <laughs> five or six nieces and one five. son yeah five is there any other cousins in this mix? Nah, man. <laughs> <laughs> so your son is the only boy within his cousin mix, huh? Yeah, they're all girls. That's craziness. So for a man like yourself, is it easier with the boy or is it easier with the girls? Oh man, it's 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 got its you know it's different things depending depending the topic. Yeah, depending the topic. Well, what do you mean? What what what's easier for uh, your boy versus the girls? I mean, damn it! Not only topic, but too like you know, like just what they're into. Like my son's into like Legos. He's like he's really independent. He plays by himself. You know, he's 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 cool with that. Yeah. The other like the, some of the girls. I mean, they like the the friends, and then the friends say this, and you know, a little bullying here. Yeah. And sometimes they're the bully, and so there's a little more social. Yeah. Huh. There's a lot, a lot more drama in, in in the girls' lives. Yeah. Right. We didn't make it that way. Yeah, it, just happens, yeah. <laughs> it just happens to be the case. And you gotta remember, my son's real calm, man. Like, and that's not even like the brag. It's just that's how he is. He's yeah, real yeah. like he likes to. He's like his solo time. He's not. He wasn't like me. Like me growing up, I was around a bunch of boys. We're always getting into trouble. Yeah. <laughs> coming home with scrapes and scars. But it was a different time right. too. And you right. know, in the in the nineties, you were mostly outside. Today, right. these kids. I mean, they got tablets. They got TV. Yeah. They got a lot of other things. Not that we didn't. I mean, we had PlayStation sure. and all that stuff too. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not a believer on that whole thing that like it's any different sure i think there was always distractions yeah you know at one point even i bet you years ago books was a thing that people were saying like all oh, those things are going to take over the world oh for sure you know what i mean newspaper you yeah. know tv black and white and then it went in color so it's always this talk of like this quote-unquote reality versus something that isn't reality you know you're either wasting your time or using your time you know effectively or whatever and i remember when i was a kid 
And let's talk about that a little bit when we were growing up and uh, soon we're talking about kids. Let's talk about how our parents kind of like raised us or how the environment was when we were growing up. Um, when we were growing up, our distractions were, man, I feel like my distraction was just as bad as a, a tablet or something like that. I yeah. had my Pokemon cards. I had my Game Boy. I had uh, comic books. You know, I had things that were super distracting to me as a kid that I didn't, I didn't want to do the things that my parents wanted me to do. I want to do chores when I got home. I want to take out the trash. I want to yeah. do any of those things. I think I had my own tube TV in my room because of my Super Nintendo was in there. And, uh, yeah, watching movies on the VHS and just being able to be distracted, you know? I don't think that's any different from the I'm the telling you, I really don't. I really don't, man. Like like you said, it movies, uh, toys, sports. Yeah. Just PlayStation, mm -hmm. Game Boy, yeah. Pokemon cards. I remember, like, when Pokemon came out, I mean, remember there was, like, a lot of cases in the news where people were getting, like, you know, robbed and, like, like a lot of fucking it was just a lot of stuff yeah right and like and i and i feel like it hasn't changed it's like just uh the, the i guess the tool yeah right right now it's like a phone and now yeah. it's like instead of a game boy but it's in the same ballpark yeah it takes it takes your attention off what you should be doing right and um and i guess i guess the the what makes what the the transition the appropriate transition is to be able to know how to like uh, either juggle that out like to have a balance of those balance. two things like the responsibilities and the downtime right at being a kid or it's uh it's about growing out of that i'm not entirely sure by this point this day and age i see what's going on right our um from i remember like there was basically like a, a time frames in which i could and could not do those certain things like it was like sorry we're at the grocery store you cannot bring your game boy or you cannot bring your tv or you cannot bring your pokemon cards can't bring your stuff to the grocery store just can't okay so those are the times i had to learn that's probably the reason that's why i'm so impatient in the store i wanted to go home so i can play my playstation or whatever or so irritated about going to the grocery store because i didn't want to be there i wanted to be at home but my mom taught me that there are certain times for certain things even when i was at home playing a video game or something she had like a time limit on me and if she ever heard me get frustrated because you know you're playing a certain game playing crash bandicoot and you can't get past that certain level my mom hear me get irritated in the other room throwing my controller across the, the across the room my mom would storm in there real quick and take the controller out and be like you're not playing anymore straight up just like that and so there was time limits and there were like certain opportunities when i couldn't do what i wanted to do and had to deal with that consequence of what I've, what of that what that might have been or what that might have been um, been meaning to me and so um when you fast forward in life and we're kind of seeing how the world is like today, that's a little like in comparison, it's a little different where I do see, I do see parents a lot more often, not really putting time limits on their kids. They're not really going out of their way and uh, telling kids that there are certain moments where they can or cannot do a certain thing that the kid wants to do. You bring up that tablet thing as much as it is not different, it has become an easy pacifier for, uh, parents to just yeah. kind of just chuck it over to the kid to shut them up and i think that that comes from this thing where like i think a lot of people in our generation when we grow up us we're considered millennials yeah. that um now that we are the ones having kids and stuff like that we're becoming the examples of what it means to how not to raise a child and then like a lot of people that are in our generation are not necessarily setting up a good example as to what it looks like to raise a kid in this generation yeah. and i think a lot of that comes from the fact that a lot of us really didn't grow up and we, we went through the years of having this stuff, having video games and, and, and movies and, and uh, Pokemon cards and all this stuff. But a lot of us really didn't choose to grow up. And we kind of just like stayed in that, that era and we really didn't really like kind of get out of that. And a lot of our parents were too busy partying or doing whatever it is that they were doing to care enough to see if we grew up or not. 
And um, I think what we see now, <clears throat> or now we have us, who really didn't bother to grow up, looking at a kid and saying like, well, I ain't going to take his tablet away because I'm on my phone. <laughs> so it wouldn't be fair for me to say, get off your tablet while I'm over here on my phone, maybe playing the exact same game that you're playing. <laughs> so like in a lot of ways, I don't know if it is this thing where it's just like, is it, is it that like the millennials, like the, the, the parents of these days, is it that our problem is that we were not taught to be parents or is it that we completely refuse or we're too distracted to become that type of parent? What do you think? When you think about the millennial parents of these days and you compare them to like, say like our generation of parents, do you see a huge difference? Yeah, man, I mean, I, I see a lot of ups and positives and negatives, for uh -huh. sure. There's difference, you know, like in millennials, is anyone born from 1981 to 1996? So if anybody's asking, like, what is a millennial, that's mm -hmm. what it is. Um, I mean, I, there is. There's a lot of those parents that do, like, how are you going to tell kids to get off their tablet when you're on one, too? Right. Or you're on your phone right. playing the same fucking video game. But I, I do see a lot of people, too, they've... They're trying this, you know, like the, they're they're doing the the time management on the phones now and the tablets that they have that where I can I, I actually can tell you how much time you're spending on it. People right. are really trying. I really see it. Sometimes some people are trying a lot. I mean, they make their kids vegan. They like it's crazy. I mean, life today raising a kid is 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 crazy. I mean, you got the ones that don't give them the shots, the one that give them the shots. Yeah, right. The one that like is gluten free. Like that's that's what trips me out. Yeah. So, like, you're talking about the ones that, like, you know, like, are doing the same shit. I'm talking about, too, like, the ones that are, like, extremists on this, like. Like, I, I took a, a cake to my son's school. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, nope. Like, you don't know one of these kids could be allergic or gluten. Like, they, one of them eats gluten-free. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, right. In our days, that would never happen. Like, you're having those parties at the, at the, at the, on the Friday you know, when they put the movie on and everyone's eating everyone's snacks. No one was tripping on fucking gluten-free or vegan <laughs> you know what i mean or the kid that didn't have the shots you know yeah. what i mean it's just to me that's what i think about when i think about a millennial millennial parents i think about that shit so when you so when you think about like basically <laughs> parents on like the comparison between then and now you're not necessarily saying things are worse in a lot of ways you're saying like things are just different they're, I, yeah, they're always going, and I don't know if they're different for the better. Or the I don't know. Like, I can't really just, tell either. To be honest, it's just like looking into the subject because I don't have any kids. Uh, being able to look at the subject, I'm gonna have to like just be on the uh, on the new spe <laughs> uh, the specter side, be able to uh, uh, just being on the outside, being able to look in and say like, all right, so this is what it kind of looks like. I'm not sure if this is the truth, but this is what it looks like. And what it looks like is that things are not necessarily getting worse because when you look at back in our day, uh, we didn't have cell phones and stuff like that when yeah. growing up when I was a kid. So you kind of just left and you got to do whatever you wanted and your parents weren't calling in on you all the time checking yeah. where you were. Oh. You can go to the beach and uh, maybe if your mom gave you a couple quarters, call her on the payphone to let her know that you got to the beach. You know, yeah. outside of that, she's just going to bank on you leaving and you being gone for a few hours and then coming yeah. back home before, you know, the sundown. And so that compared to where we are now, now it seems to be safer. Yeah, there's like a lot of changes. I mean, you're talking about why at one point in the 90s your fucking parents are, are tripping that you're out on the streets all day. Yeah. Now they're tripping that you're out in, inside the house all day right. on tablet. Right. So it's just like this, like like you said, balance. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like, like as for me as a father, I just try to find that balance of right. like, I don't, I don't feel like, well, my son's not on social media. That's yeah. for sure. And not because I make him not be on it because he's just not in that yeah. age. But he likes YouTube. Yeah. He loves YouTube. And 
but like he found it's crazy because we find this balance from like it's it's like YouTube time and then it's like Lego time, homework time, and then like we'll take him to the park. Right. So it's that balance, of giving him you know that street with a little bit of that. You know what I mean? But like yeah, you're. What's crazy is like too another thing about my son. Even if I wanted him to play outside. There's not that much kids playing outside. That's something else. That, that's a trip. That's something else that's interesting. Is that like, um, <clears throat> this day and age, you you talk about how like uh, there's more like gluten free this and the kids that are concerned with uh, certain like diets and stuff. It seems like with this day and age, with how much information that we're getting as a society because of the internet, because of our phones. Like at first, it was the internet, right? Like, yeah. You got information relatively quickly. You can look up stuff and know something quick, but your computer was at home. Now it's the computer's in your pocket, and not only is the computer in your pocket, the computer's usually out of your pocket, in your hand, yeah. you know? So now we are able to know information or learn information much faster than we used to before. That more information tends to put us in a place where a lot of people are a lot more afraid. Fear. Of things, yeah. Oh, fear, man. I mean, you're talking about these school shootings. You're yeah. talking about child molestation and yep. it, like it, it just goes from the news straight to Facebook and then right away everyone's like tripping is it in my area all that stuff like yeah. the shootings I mean it's it's real like I was watching a Dave Chappelle stand up yeah. on Netflix and uh, he talked about that that there's like a drill that he went to his son's school and they're, they're doing a drill for a shooting Yeah, and he kind of went you know it's comedy yeah right. I'm all about it let's yeah. do it and but he's he did like, hit on some truths about what it feels like truth. yeah. yeah and he's and it and I always feel like comedy is always like the the honest truth, but it's just like it's crazy how it's, it's like there's a lot of dark stuff that's comical, but it's like, but he wasn't going on that. He was like pretty much just talking about like, like it's a trip that they have to do that. And yeah. little do they know they're probably training the guy that's going to fucking shoot the school up. Yeah, right. And he was it's, also talking about how like it's... Uh, and then how, you're training... How he's, how he's becoming basically like... Uh, um, like numb to it yeah and then you're training these kids to be paranoid for something that might not even happen right right and honestly like he like even though he was joking about it like the shooter's chances are he, he will get you yeah right. and like that plan will go to complete shit yeah right i remember when i was younger when we were younger we used to living here in california we used to have earthquake drills and they used to like have us go under the table and then go outside to like a safe area when you know whatever that would happen and um, you can bank on everybody fucking up that program. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can bank on everybody going through an earthquake in Southern California. Yeah. So it was gonna happen. Like it's yeah. not like an earthquake was gonna pick a school to you know yeah. shake up. No, the whole entire county, if not three counties in a row, are gonna get shaken up. And so it made sense. Like all right, we're all gonna have to go through this and just go under the table. And it's not like the earthquake is going after anybody specific. It's just like the whole entire school is gonna shake up. This is something specific. This is like, out of all the schools that we have, the chances of your school getting shoot uh, shot up is uh, a lot slimmer than you know than an earthquake happening in Southern California. It's gonna yeah. happen, right? So for kids to have to have that extra stress sitting in the back of their head, saying like at, at any moment. Somebody could walk in and shoot up the place. That's a creepy thing. Yeah. I have that same kind of fear in the back of my head when I go into a uh, movie, movie theater. theater. Yeah. yeah. 
or just like, oh, the movies. I like movies, so I don't have to think about that in the back of my head, but that's an extra stress that I have now. So for kids to have this extra stress is one thing, because most kids and don't care. And then having the stress of homework and just school in right, itself, right. bullies or yeah. whatever the hell it is that now they're they going through. Now they think about like death. So, but the thing is, is like these kids, they may be stressed out, right? Which, to be honest, they're not. They're walking around. They don't care. And I remember when I was in high school, I didn't care about earthquakes or whatever. Just, who cares? Like, a day-to-day basis is not happening to me. I really don't care about it. But the parents care a whole lot more, obviously, than the kids do. And what that makes is a, uh, a parent or a group of parents or a whole entire generation of parents that are very overprotective over their kids. They're assuming that their kid could be the next kid, though something would happen to them. Now, you that have a kid... It's a possibility that there will be a shooting that happens in his school. That's yeah. just a possibility, apparently, yeah. by this point, right? So How do you feel as a as a parent knowing that that could be a possibility? Is yeah. that something that you would like tell your kid like you better you better be afraid, or are you telling that kid to nah, worry man, about like, it? You or? see, like when it comes to that topic, I don't I don't even like want to start up even putting that in his mind, right? And to tell you the truth, like there's no way you can plan for that. There really right. isn't, like. I get it. You guys want to do these drills and stuff, but at the end of the day, the shooter's going to come and it's going to be random. Yeah. And um, I just I just try to like go to my face whenever I think about that, you know. Yeah. And just like give it in God's hands and uh, hope for the best. But right. It's it's it's, it's sad that we live in a world that that can happen. And and, and uh, even Dave Chappelle hit on that, like, as a parent, knowing that your son could be the one. Yeah. Like you, someone in this room, in, in in this school, is raising the kid that's gonna shoot up the school. Yeah, and that's 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 intense. Well, yeah, maybe even the thought of being able to like maybe like <laughs> maybe one of our kids that are being trained are telling, yeah. being told that this is the way shooters work and all this other stuff. Maybe you're implanting the thought. That's a weird thought to have implanted, you know, like. Um, you like, never so, really thought about that. Yeah. Growing up, I never thought about like a school being shut up, right? Dude, I was mad. And, and I'm telling you, Dave Chappelle hit on a lot of good stuff. He was like, <laughs> he hit on that too. He was like, I was pissed so many times and I never thought about shooting the school up. Yeah, right. Ever. Yeah. Like, I, I was pissed at my mom and, and pissed at my teacher. I, that, that thought never came to my house. Yeah, right. Crazy. So now, <laughs> but see, now, now it's becoming like a common thought. Now it's like being actually implanted in all these kids' heads by their the um, by their by their schools. First of all, if they're doing drills, and now by the parents that are watching the news, being freaked out about it too. Better watch out for you know school shootings. So that's a trip. Now we have like not just school shootings and stuff like that, but when you talk about even diets. People like wanting to have their kids on the same diet they that they are on because they're afraid of certain foods that are going to yeah. have to get diseases into their kids and stuff like that. Yeah. And so the stresses that they have upon themselves they put upon their kids which makes sense take care of your kids whatever way you, I guess you think that is most necessary but it gets to that point where um, it gets a little too overboard we'll say where now kids are are we training our kids to be afraid of uh, life around them or is it that uh, they don't believe in the same thing that you believe they don't care about the same thing that you uh, care about and um I come down to it that kind of stuff has been around for I remember when I used to go like um, Halloween uh, Halloween trick-or-treating my, my parents were really yeah. weird about like razor blades and <laughs> yeah, the, the poison and yeah <laughs> yeah so like I had my parents had that uh, I, I, I remember when I was a kid they my mom wouldn't let me go into a uh, one of those uh, ball pits over like a McDonald's you yeah. know the balls and the ball pits of the germs no not that no? they just said that like I guess in the news at one point there was like some kid jumped into one and there was like a like a a needle or a syringe or something like that it got yeah. into the kid's leg or blah 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 at parks too yeah and so I remember that like those moments where that would happen but now it's getting to the point where it's just like sorry you can't even have cake you know 
at the, at the, you can't bring cake to the school for your cake. Like you can't even come in costume. It might yeah. offend somebody. Yeah. And so I think are, I, I think at one point too I remember it was like they wouldn't even do the pledge of allegiance or something like that. Yeah, right. And so things are changing um, a lot when it comes to how um, our generation is kind of looking towards something. And I think it has a lot to do with the fact that we're not necessarily honest about how we see each other. Like we're not really honest about how like why we do the things that we do. Should we have ever been feeding our kids gluten? You know, is it the right direction? What the fuck is gluten? I don't <laughs> even know. I have no clue. By this point, it's just like, are they doing something right? Is this like the beginning of the right direction of life? Like, will it be eventually like in a hundred years? There's no such thing as like yeah. gluten. Yeah, I can't really talk like shit on it. I don't know too much about it, but it's like it's it's crazy to just hear this. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like in back in my days, I mean, we never. I never heard it. Yeah, I'm 30 years old. I never really heard that in. When I was growing up, yeah, you know, I heard about people being vegetarian, yeah, but you know, I never gluten free, vegan, and all this. Like, and I'm not knocking it, man. Like, I try little experiments myself, but like, it's a trip. It's a trip when you're taking these happy moments from these kids, yeah. like these moments that I can remember really were, were cool. Like when we all showed up with our costumes and yeah. stuff, and it was experiences, man. It's memories. Yeah. Like I feel like that a lot of that has gone away from schools, right? I th- think there, some schools are trying to do it. You know, I see it, but yeah, it's 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 a different time, man. And it's 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 it, it, I think it is based on fear. Yeah, and it's like the more we've had information come towards us, I don't know if it's been good, right, or bad. Yeah, at this point, like there's like sometimes it has changed things for the better, but sometimes it's just made us just living like this constant like like these boxes of like. We don't care. Oh, don't do that. Don't do this. Yeah, it's the feeling of we can't trust anybody anymore. Yeah, you can't trust nobody, right? Yeah. Like that's what you're trying to technically tell your kid. Like, oh, I didn't give you shots, and you can't eat the food. What, what are you telling them? Yeah. Obviously, that there's poison in it. Who's putting the poison? The people that make it. Come on, dude. Like, yeah. Now you're making a fucking future conspiracy theorist, <laughs> fucking young kid that's fucking paranoid about everybody. Yeah, right. And that'd be the opposite of what we've been trying to teach our kids for a long period of time, at least, which is just that we want. We want everybody to live in peace and harmony and be able to just, like, take care of each other and, like, be, like, honest with each other and stuff. And I guess in a lot of ways, because of fear and anything that's driving that fear is uh, kind of setting ourselves up to not trust each other as a society, not yeah. being able to trust I think each you're putting, other. I think we are putting walls yeah. low-key. And, like, that's, like I, that's what I try to do with my son, not to put those walls. Right. Let him, like, talk to, like, the kid. And then if he's gluten-free, like, I, I guess I'm going to have to... Explain that to my son, because my son's not gonna fucking understand gluten free. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? And yeah, and that kid that's that has it is gluten free probably wouldn't be able to explain it or understand why he does what he does. Yeah. He's just doing what he's told. Like my and, <laughs> and so, in a lot of ways, we we, we look at our society now. That, about, I wonder how that feels though. Like my son comes with a candy or something that. The kid can't have, and then it's like, hey, you want to trade? It's like, oh no, I gotta get these ones from this bag. My mom only makes me. Yeah, and right. It's like. Damn, like I don't know. I was like I don't know. And thank God that that shit wasn't around. I wasn't raised that way. I ate everything. That's probably why I was fucking. <laughs> <laughs> that's why probably I'm insane. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and, and what, we're, what we're talking about right now is being able to kind of look at society today, kind of like basing off of like what we have lived through, like what we have kind of like gone through in our own lives, and uh, seeing how kids are being raised, how they were raised then, how they're being raised now. And obviously, you and I are raised here in. Orange County, LA area, right? Southern California. Southern California, right? And so we have a very specific uh, grid or region that we were raised out of, and both you and I are of the Hispanic. Um, Hispanic. 
a background as well, which means that we can only kind of like uh, base off of that culture. And so um, this is not to say that like any everybody's way that they're raising their kids now is wrong. It's just we can tell that it's different. And because that we can tell that it's different, we're very curious as to see if it's a good different or a bad different. By this point, you can't really tell. Like, I know for most parents, they're just like, I'm just going to kind of like throw stuff at the kid and see what sticks in a lot of ways because you can't guarantee that that kid's going to grow up to be a you know a genius or a millionaire or successful mm-hmm. you can't so we're just kind of experimenting in a lot of ways with our kids and seeing what happens with it so we'll see obviously in the next generation to see if the way that as millennials how we raised our kids uh what that looks like for the next generation you know the kids that are being born after what'd you say 96 yeah 96 kids being born after 96 which i've seen a few of them already how they are and um it is different. You can tell that it's different of how, like, because everybody's going to be affected by some somebody. Every generation is affected by the last generation because that's what the generation has been raised by. And so when we see uh, people kind of, like, growing up and seeing this new, like, uh, group of people and what they're being raised on, they're being raised on the entertainment, where a lot of us are raised by entertainment, raised by comedians, cartoons, movies, music, all these other things. When we're seeing people being raised by this kind of stuff, we're very interested to see what's going to be like, even in the next 10 years. Next 10 years, we'll see, like, what all this addict rap does to these kids you know and, and it's crazy that you hit on that topic because I'm a, I'm a musician so I yeah. always go there Nine, 80, 1981 to 1996 I mean you're talking about punk rock grunge mm. music yeah. you're talking about gangster rap actually talking about selling drugs right now you're talking now the new music talks about doing drugs right. and being like an addict to like Opiates, yeah, and it's like the cool thing, like Zans and yeah, Xanax yeah, yeah. and heroin. So that's that's a trip. It, it, like, the, so in a lot of ways, we're kind of like curious to see. Like, I wonder what that looks like yeah. for our future. You know, yeah. like because everybody's it's a different. It's a whole different thing. Yeah, and uh, when and even like uh, when it comes to like uh, like video games and movies and the access to that kind of media. I'm a video game guy. I'm a uh, I'm a I'm a huge movie guy. You're a movie guy as well. Yeah. When you look at the stuff and the differences between these movies and stuff, it's like a lot of it is just like uh, a lot of CGI fantasy type stuff and a lot of like Marvel movies yeah. and these like superhero stuff and like what people are like gravitating towards. It's uh, it's <laughs> we have a lot of nerdy movies out there right now, right? Yeah, like a lot the Marvels of, and right. all that. Is that yeah. what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And a lot of stuff, uh, Star Wars, like Disney Star is taking Wars. over the world really when it comes to movies and stuff. But when you see all these types of different types of movies and stuff, we're seeing a certain type of superhero or a certain type of message being brought across that has a lot to do with like being the being the hero, you know, doing something that's completely extravagant that has nothing to do with actual humanity at all. You tie that up with like addict rapper, you know, not to say that everybody listens to it, but <laughs> I know a lot of people who do that. Like when you tie that up together, it's like, what kind of, what kind of individuals are we, what kind of individuals are we designing? You know, I know back in the day, watching movies that were sure had a lot of fantasy and stuff like that. But I remember watching movies that had a lot of meaning to them. Like even if it was animation movies, like yeah. being able to watch movies that had some kind of like story behind it or some kind of yeah, moral I remember like uh, Robin, a lot of Robin Williams films were great. Yeah. Like, um, Jack, Jack, Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's he was one of those people where like he was animated enough for me as a kid to gravitate towards, but it seemed like all the movies that he was in had something something to say. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> fast forwarding into into where we are today, I I don't not sure what all these changes are going to do for the next generation. In a lot of ways, it's scary. There's no real answer for it. Yeah, it's not like we. And, and then you're talking about video games too. They've changed. Like now, you can play with like a hundred people. Right. 
Like at one point it was two controllers. Then it was four controllers, 64, right? Yeah. And now it's just like online. Play online, hundreds of people. Um, these days, it's, it's funny, even on that subject, because I'm a gamer, <laughs> on that subject, you have, like before, I remember we used to play like a two-player game, like Street Fighter, right? And you beat the crap out of your cousin or whatever, and then you just physically beat the crap out of your cousin. You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> and so like, you would talk smack and then just beat each other up and whatever. Nowadays, people are talking online, and because there's an online spectrum to it, they're able to say literally anything they want over the, and they say some racist, gross, sexist stuff constantly on those headphones and they're they're okay with it because the wall between you and them is the internet so you can't get them you can't do anything about it but you know for a fact they wouldn't say that in front of you were playing a two-player game back on the super nintendo you know (laughs) or over at the arcade you wouldn't be saying you know uh racial slanders and all that stuff and i like that you hit on that point too because it's like now with the internet people have gotten like freely disrespectful Right, right right like they'll put like a donald trump post just to stir shit up with their fucking following yeah. maybe family or whatever oh, yeah. and, or then they'll just bring up a topic and then put some comment on it like you know just to stir shit up and it's because it's that moment like of that internet wall yeah I, I call them keyboard gangsters keyboard keyboard cowboys yeah right you know and it's 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 real it's like yeah. people like have gotten like this sense of that they can just disrespect people on there and and it's like like with the bullying thing yeah. Like you now, it went from bullying in your in your neighbor in your neighborhood or your, or your house or I mean uh, your school to now it can go worldwide. Right, they can make a meme out of you and then they just ruin your whole life. Right, or even make a meme out of you throughout the whole school. When in all reality, like back in the day, you could have just like and the advice was just like walk away from the person. Yeah, and I could. Now you can walk away from the person, and then they'll put you up online also, so you can't really walk away from the internet. So yeah. what do you got to what are you gonna walk away from? True. So in a lot of ways, it's like because things are changing in such a way, and there are different rules to the game now that our kids how they're being taught that a lot of the parents these days people that are in our age bracket i don't think that we've asked enough questions to try to figure out how we're going to handle that you know how are we going to handle a a group of people that are going to be bullying my kid online you know how am i going to tell my kid not to care about that or how to handle that I want to take a break, and uh, when we come back, I want to talk about like what it might mean to prepare ourselves for that. You're in the middle of it. Like you, the kid's yeah. eight years old. That's a prime age to be learning a lot of good stuff right now about society and the world and everything. I don't have any kids, and if I do have any, I want to make sure that I'm somewhat prepared. I know that you can't be 100% prepared for kids, but you can at least be a little well versed as to how you want to handle them and be realistic about how you want to handle them. Uh, and not necessarily judge everything they eat and what they're yeah. going to say and stuff, but to be able to be as prepared as I can to be able to, um, I don't know, get them prepared for a society and not be naive to set that society of what it is. And so when we come back, I want to talk about what it means to prepare for that and how we want, how we think would be a decent solution to be like raising our kids in that. So let's take a little break and then we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit about that. Let's do it. All right, let's take a break. Let's do it. And let's do a support those who support you. And these are the people we support, man, that are part of Exposed Network. Check out Don Lino Tattoo on Instagram at D-O-N underscore L-I-N-O underscore T-A-T-T-O-O. Don Lino Tattoo. He tattoos out of Sacred Anchor Tattoo Company in Anaheim, California. Great work, black and gray realism. Check him out. He's a part of Exposed Network. If you don't know what Exposed Network is, on our at least on our internet space, or our Instagram space, excuse me, um, we have on our Instagram an Exposed underscore network, Exposed spelled X-P-O-S-E, 
when you go over there to our um, site, if you have a business or any kind of like program, nonprofit, it doesn't really matter what it is. If you're trying to promote something um, and you like the vibe that we have, which is just trying to be honest with not just our lives, but our businesses as well, um, go and give us a follow over on expose underscore network on Instagram. And uh, what you do on there is you just promote us and we'll basically promote you as well. And there's no catch. It's free. We're just looking to support everybody that's looking to support us as well. And so if you do decide to uh, join that, we'll throw you up here on our podcast in our break section to be able to let the world know that um, you're out there trying to uh, make a living, an honest living as well. The second people that we want to, um, a person that we want to uh, promote here is um, Adam Tattoos. That's uh, A-T-O-M underscore tattoos. And uh, that's a he. It's coming out of um, Illuminati tattoos over in Fullerton. And... um both these uh, these people you know, right? Yeah, personally. Le- great artists, mm-hmm. go- good work, professional, mm-hmm. at a shop. Like I said, Sacred Anchor in the Illuminati Tattoo Lounge, Anaheim and Fullerton yeah. in the Orange County area. Mm-hmm. Great artists. Check them out. They got uh, pictures on their Instagram. So if you go follow them right now, you can check out their pictures. Let them know. Expose sent you, man. They are a part of the network. Yes, exactly. So we want to be able to make sure to always remember to support those who support you, not just on a business standpoint, but also on a personal standpoint as well. We know these people personally, so yeah. that's uh, that's always cool for us to be able to get connected to the community as much as we can. So, um, but yeah, let's get back into the episode, talk some more about kids. <laughs> Welcome back to the Exposed Network. We are talking about little tiny kids, or at least... Uh, the kids that are uh, we're dealing with these days, and also talking about uh, how we were brought up ourselves. In the last half, we talk a lot about how um, we were brought up and how the world looks today of people raising millennials, really raising kids. And you had said in the first half, the millennials are what do you say, eighty-one to ninety-six? Yeah, nineteen eighty-one to nineteen ninety-six. So anyone born in that stage, which you and I are. Yeah. in the middle of it really yeah. that um, we're considered millennials so everybody that's around 30 years old that have kids uh, now we have millennials raising kids yeah. and we're seeing what that looks like so every time you see a kid screaming and yelling inside of a you know <laughs> inside of a a Walmart or a Target or something like that that's a millennial raised kid so we're seeing how we're doing <laughs> on all that right now I do not have any kids myself I may have some we'll see I'm really not planning on it but I mean things change with significant other and life in general that today you don't want kids maybe tomorrow we do but um for yourself you have a child yeah i have an eight-year-old eight-year-old and you have uh, five nieces that you help uh, raise as well and at least care for and so um us coming into this kind of talking about uh what it might mean to to like first of all see it and like see what's going on and see what the, the the current problems are with kids and everything kind of want to see if we're if there's any kind of like just talk about what the solution might look like it's not even saying this is the solution but yeah. just saying like i don't know what is what does the solution look like for uh raising kids in a more efficient type of way because i think over the generations it, you can tell that there's different ways of raising kids through all even the past uh in the past like uh, 50 years you can see the differences in raising kids with technology and society about how everything moves that you have to move with it and there's got to be some sort of change and some sort of compromise or some sort of solution that's going to be different from the way your parents raised you you know so either way you're gonna lose (laughs) the only way that you like because i've heard of so many people being raised a certain way and uh two people being raised the exact same way and both of them be completely different by the time they hit adulthood so there's no real like right answer to how you raise your kid i think has more so to do with being able to give your kid more options and i think that one of the things that we can usually gravitate towards is that 
makes you like to say this a lot <clears throat> that um, you can't give what you don't got. Yeah, big time. You can't give what you don't got. So I think that like um, this has to apply towards having kids, right? Yeah, man. I mean, when I think about when I think about kids and then I think about being parent, I think about leadership. Right. You know, right. And, uh, and you have to lead by example. Mm hmm. And straight up, these kids are a mere image of who we are. Right. Even though some people don't like to admit that. Yeah. But you had some kind of something to do with this. Right. And I think and if it, anything, like big, big do. Right. And I think in a lot of times, a lot of parents don't really want to take that responsibility. Yeah. You know, let's be honest. In a lot of ways, a lot of parents are really not expecting that type of responsibility when they have kids anyway. Yeah. I hear it all the time. I hear it even from uh, from uh, my significant other. She at times is like, both of, both of us are like, no kids. But there are a lot of times where she's like, she sees a baby or sees her niece. Oh, my God, I want a kid, you know. But like in her head, I know what's happening. In her head, she sees the version of, quote unquote, I want a kid is I want just the kid. Like, just that cute kid that's over at Soak City having so much fun and smiling and laughing and saying funny things. Outside of that, I don't want to change diapers. I don't want to deal with them screaming and yelling. I don't want to deal with their awkward age of having to deal with society and all kinds of other stuff. And them being a teenager, an actual adult, not doing anything around the house like an awkward uh, roommate. I don't want to have to deal with any of that. I just want the cute kid part. I want the accessory part. Throw them in a bag. Uh, throw yeah. them in a bag like a poodle kind of thing or uh, like a chihuahua Frenchy. kind of thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's the kind of like thing that most people end up gravitating towards when they think about having a kid. They don't think about all the responsibility that comes with it. But one of the bigger responsibilities that come with it is the fact that you're going to have to sacrifice a lot of your yeah. own time and your own pleasures to be able to accommodate for a child. And so when that comes into play, that always reminds me of, because when you say kids are following you and you're the example, I used to remember my mom always used to say, be saying to me, do as I say, not as I do. And they used to bother me because, and even when you fast forward to today, it still bothers me because what you're saying to the kid is, don't follow me, I'm not your leader. Yeah. But at the same time, you're telling the kid, but listen to my orders. Yeah. What does that sound like? Sounds like a boss, right? Yeah. The boss is the kind of person that we all grow to hate. Is that is not a leader. The boss is just the boss, and it's the guy who just tells you what to do and doesn't necessarily do anything of their, or practices their own advice. So when you're a parent and you're a version of that and you're a boss and you tell the kid, just do what I said, but it doesn't matter what I do, just do what I told you to do, then you kind of get into some hot water. Yeah. So and I think that's a lot of fucking parents, man. Yeah. Like you talk, you talking about the parent that smokes cigarettes and telling their son not to smoke. They yeah. drink on the weekends and telling their kids to not do drugs because it ruins lives. Right. And at the end of the day, you're kind of compromising. You're kind of like tainting the water straight up. And like, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I mean, I was in that category for a long time. And mm -hmm. you got to watch what you do. You got to be conscious and aware because these kids are sponges. They're picking everything up from the the way you talk, the way you walk, the things you do. Right. And you do have to take responsibility, extreme ownership. Yeah. That they are following your path. And right. what are you following too? Mm -hmm. I think it's that thing where like you can't give what you don't got. Yeah. It's like, do you even know what you're trying to get? Yeah. I mean, have you have you really tried to dig deep down? It's like, or did you just get this as an accessory like a dog? Right. You know, and then think this one through, you know, and sadly a lot of people do do that. Those kids that are, you know, Oh, I didn't wear a, a protection, and uh, this is what came. And yep. it's just sometimes that's what happens. But it's it's like once it's it once once you're in there, man. When I think about love, yeah, I think about giving. Yeah. So the moment you have this 
little person you're going to love is the moment you're going to have to give. And you're talking about sacrifice. That's what it's, it's exactly going to take. Yeah. It's going to take a lot of sacrifice, like time, money, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And I think, like, we talked about it, the pacifier. I think there's a lot of pacifiers. Yeah. You know, it's the tablet, you know, and just so much stuff that we just, like, ah, you know, give them the money. Yeah. The twenty dollar bill, so he just goes leaves the house or whatever. Yeah, I had mentioned it to you before that like um, <clears throat> this 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 version of uh, what what parents deem as love, a lot of parents deem as love, is just to be able to give the kid what the kid is asking for, just to kind of shut the kid up. And in a lot of ways, there's a lot of parents that end up doing that, and it ends up becoming an enabling action. You enable the kid not to be able to learn a certain lesson when it comes to. Uh, what it means to innate, uh, to uh, earn something, and so when you have the kid who's sitting there and he's like screaming and yelling at the store, asking for screaming for that toy. When you buy that toy for the kid that is screaming and yelling for something, you're enabling that kid to to really understand. All you have to do is scream and yell, and I can get at something, right? And that when the kid gets older, is all I got to do is make a big old stink about something towards somebody, and they'll feel bad enough enough for me to get something for me. That is a spoiled brat, right? We 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 constantly talk about what that might look like in the future as an adult, but it's not just them that you're talking about when it says when I give that kid something that shuts the kid up like that's a, that's the, you're just enabling them it's not just that we have to be able to look at the parent themselves to be able to realize why are you just shutting the kid up why are you not teaching them a lesson why are you not going out of your way and talking to them about why they cannot have a certain thing or do a certain thing why aren't you doing that why aren't you going out of your way and doing that which present the issue that you are part of the problem not just as it's like oh you just threw a pacifier on it but why don't you want to deal with that? Is it because you as an individual, especially as a parent, are too socially awkward to be able to talk to your own kid about something? You're not patient enough to talk to your kid about something in long periods of time, or you just don't have the care enough to be able to actually handle that situation? Or is it maybe that you actually don't know? You're not well versed in any of this information that you're not actually responsible enough, responsible enough to even have that conversation with that kid because that's what you do for yourself. That when you get irritated, you just go shopping. When you get mad at the world, you just go buy Ooh, something. You hit on some good right there, so man. So in, in a lot of ways, I think that like when you – that's why when you say you can't give what you don't got, you can't give a kid real love if you don't have real love for yourself first. And that's the truth, man. People could disagree, but I'm telling you one thing. That's, 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 that's just truth right there. Right. You can't go – I mean, you can't. I mean – Can I, uh, may I use you as an example for this? I've only known you for about, we'll say, a year and a half, maybe? Something like that? A year and a half. And um, within that time, I only know you by what you've told me about your past and and how I know you now. Yeah. And so what I do know is that you made big changes in your life that used to kind of just not care much about your family and what was happening there. Or if you did, you cared about it in a very, uh, low standard kind of way, chuck a money and kind of just go away yeah. kind of thing. But now I see how you are these days and it's very different to how uh, you explain how you were back in the day. And, um, it sounds like you spend a lot more time with your kid. You spend mm-hmm. a lot more time with your lady and you spend a lot more time just being around and stuff. Not only do you financially take care of them, but you also are with them a lot. Can you kind of like talk a little bit about like the differences between those two versions of MIGs? What was the difference between it? Because I think it falls in line with what we're talking about right now. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I was definitely like the the pops that just went to work, came home, paid the bills, and and then 
went on his life like life's busy you know like i'm right. I'm too busy for this right now kind of thing like pacifier for sure all day mm-hmm. just like yo give them this and they'll be fu- they'll be fine but today you know it's like really like if we want solution it's gonna be know that you're a leader mm-hmm. and even though you don't like like probably the the role or whatever but that's the role you actually got the moment you had a kid right lead by example and uh mm-hmm. communication man it's like it's key and i and like i hear excuses all the time i don't got time i'm I'm too stressed out about this and then like some of these stuff like too like i hear like um you know i'm stressed out because i gotta buy the stuff and then you really find out that this kid didn't even doesn't really care about that i think about a, a story that i heard when i was in jail um and this guy read it to me it was, it was from a, a book called wisdom but in Spanish, mm-hmm. and it's a story about a dad, and he's he's an entrepreneur, businessman, and he's he works nonstop. And his son comes to him, and he's like, "Dad, can we play?" And uh, he's like, "No, I'm I'm busy right now. I'm busy." And he leaves, and then, "Dad, can I play? Can we play?" And then he's like, "No, I'm busy. I'm working. I'm working. I'm busy. Don't you know I'm working?" And then the kid comes in one day and he says, how much does it cost? How much do they pay you an hour? And then um, the dad gets pissed. And he's like, what kind of disrespectful thing is is that to say to me? And the little kid leaves. But eventually the little kid asks his mom. And his mom tells him the price. And this kid ends up going and cuts grass and stuff. And uh, he comes back and... uh, he has that money for his dad and he gives it to his dad and he's like can you give me an hour of your time yeah and i feel, i really feel like that story is really like a lot of these kids man they don't they don't care what the fuck you buy them yeah they really want your time yeah they really want your time but are you willing to give that even if that was just the thing and i think a lot of parents would say yes i would yeah but i, I go back to honesty yeah ask yourself right now if your dad if your son gave you a hundred dollar bill would you give him a minute of your time or would you still make excuses to watch the game and all that and when i think about that mentality i go deep into my day and nothing really matters except that kid today and and it wasn't always that way right i was i was that dad that just showed up paid bills and i'm too stressed out to handle anything else made the excuses back hurts i just want to watch this i just want to chill out like stop you know the, the the BS, and there's a lot of people that are gonna be like, well, that's not me. All right, that's cool. Yeah. But if you are that one, just know that there should never be nothing. Because the moment you decided to have this kid is the moment you decided to take a leadership role. Yeah. And it doesn't matter when you're a leader; it doesn't matter how you feel. Your people need you. Yeah. And it's just that mentality, man. And um, I see, I see how like um, <clears throat> how even because you, you you bring up how like kids just want to hang out with their parents. And some parents would be like, my kid doesn't want to hang out with me. Whenever I'm around them, they don't want to hang out with me and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, but when you're around, are you really hanging out with your kid? So I see parents, quote unquote, hanging out with their kids, taking the kid to the park and stuff. No, and they're cool. sitting over on the bench on their phone. Yeah. And maybe that's a testament to this idea of what a millennial parent looks like. But you are really not as interested in what your kid is doing as much as you're interested in whatever is happening on your phone. And uh, that stuff doesn't just doesn't just happen at the park. It happens at the dinner table. It happens at home. And when your kid is doing something like watching a TV show or whatever the case may be, you figure by that point that means that I can just watch a TV show, right? Just go on my phone and do my own thing. In a lot of ways, I don't think that's true. If you had a friend, like a best friend or something like that, you sit there and watch the same thing with them, right? And you have a best friend. And you don't get sick of them. You want to hang out with them all the time. 
and everything you guys do, you do together. And it's not like you're just sitting there next to each other on your phones because that's not really a good friendship. I feel like that kind of relationship people should be building with their kids as well. Once again, I'm not a parent, but to me, mm. it just kind of makes Whenever I am around, whether it be a niece or a nephew or some my, a friend's kid or something like that, I'm really invested in whenever I'm hanging out with that kid, playing around with that kid or stuff like that, I'm really invested in that kid. And you can tell when that kid's face lights up because you're playing with them or you're doing something that's just so super stupid to you, but to them it's just the world, that they get attached to that and they look at you different and they say, I like that guy. He's actually here. He's actually asking me questions pertaining to what we're doing right now. You know, he's not coming in saying, how's school? No, he's coming in saying, what are you doing right now? What's happening with you right now? What's going on right now? And being interested in the things that I'm interested in. As a kid, they pick that stuff up. Because the next time they see my face, they say, I know you. You're the cool guy. You're the fun guy. But they're not that with the same way with their parents. And even kids that get older in the age of 10, 12, 13, maybe the preteen you know, ages, it's the same exact thing. It's the exact same way that you treat them as well. Are you really with them? Are you really interested in what you're, uh, what they're interested in? I think you got to build that relationship since they're young and that ritual and that habit of them coming to you and feeling comfortable with you being there, man. Yeah. It's like, you know, I, I heard some guy talk about like lions, you know, the little cubs play freely because they know the lions behind them. Yeah. And that is a, a form of being there. Uh, there. Mm-hmm. Right, and sometimes when they're kids, people will be like, "Yeah, but my kid, he's just playing right there with his like little toys and his pacifier." How am I, dude? Your presence just there makes them feel some kind of way. Yeah, when you put your face in the place, yeah. you know, get to know him, get to know what he likes. Like you said, like sit there and and, and build a relationship, just like you build a relationship with your friends at work and everywhere. Get to know him. And I like to I like to always go with options and choices. I like to have these like conversations with my son where I uh, give him like a a question like yeah. water or soda. Yeah. And then like I get to know where his mentality's at. Yeah. You know, and I, and I get and then I'll get to know what I need to like work on yeah. because I'm like that's not a good choice. But okay, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Why do you think that's a good choice? I'll throw him some like little case scenarios, and I'm not like psychoanalyzing him. I'm not no therapist. I just want to know where his head's at. Yeah, and you want to keep his brain kind of going. Yeah, keep it going. Like if some kid pushes you, what are you gonna do? And then like I want to know what he would do and how he's gonna react and get him ready for life because life is real and that comes with communication. And like I said, I try to lead by example today. Like, you know, my son knows what I do. Yeah, because he sees it. He 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 he'll tell you. And this is not just like to brag or nothing, but he'll tell you, exercise is even good. Save yeah. your money. Yeah. You know, money's not the most important thing. Family is and right. God. Yeah. You know, and that's because I sat down there. And that's just two years. Right. Of sitting there with them and like getting to know them. Mm-hmm. Because I, two years ago, I didn't know this. Right. Th- this about him. And like, that's just what it is. I feel that's the uh, uh, solution. And, and understanding too that you were a child just like him you just gonna make bad decisions and they gotta like feel like they could come to you yeah cause the moment they they can't they won't come to you they can't trust you anymore yeah they can't trust you like I'm a firm believer and like for my son I don't lie to him and tell him that they're Santa Claus yeah tell him daddy works hard yeah but you're gonna get everything as long as it's reasonable. And we have those conversations and people might, I don't know about that conversation. Like I watched Passion of the Christ for my kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. a lot of people are like, I don't know if that's good parenting. I'm like what the fuck's good parenting? Fucking keeping them away from everything like you do. Yeah, right. Like, like I get it. 
you're watching them but like it's like you got to let them live a little bit and let them make the choices because if not the moment you're gone they've just been lying to you the whole time guess what now they go from being vegan to eating more meat than a meat eater yeah right you know what i mean i just like i get to know them like make them feel comfortable about what you're teaching them and what they're doing yeah and always be honest with them and always be honest yeah and that's kind of like one of the main things too it's just like um if you're honest enough with them <clears throat> that must mean that you're gonna say something you may not want to say. You say something that you probably have never said out loud unto yourself, maybe, and you're gonna probably put yourself on the, on the, <laughs> the on the on the table, you know, and to say like, if they ask a question you don't want to answer for, to be able to say, I don't know the answer to that, I'll figure it out for us. That's actually something pretty powerful. But a lot of parents are not willing to take the time to do that. Yeah. And so, when we talk about this, you can't give what you don't got. The reason why I bring you up in this is the difference between an old MIGS and the new MIGS when it comes to your relationship to your kid is simply that you took care of you. Yeah. That's the difference. Self-love. Di- yeah. You understood and come to this place where you practice out for you what love might mean for yourself. You started exercising. You started thinking about more things about yourself. You started getting into um, what it means to be sober and all these other things to be able to drop bad practices and pick up some good practices for yourself. Yeah. And when you did this, that changed your home life. That yeah. changed the way that you treated your kid. <laughs> that changed time. the way that you, that you treated your lady. So now your relationship is getting better with you and your lady. Now your relationship with your son is getting better. And where did that come from? That came from you taking care of yourself. Yeah. And being honest with yourself about who you are and where you're going and what do you prioritize and what you believe in. And when you really kind of like cut yourself up in such a way, then you will be when that point when you're able to understand love then you'll be able to give love to their kid. I think about the person that goes to rehab and then when they're in rehab the second week they're like I gotta go back home to my family. Yeah. Like are you really gonna go back home to your family? Yeah. Because you're exactly doing what you're exactly supposed to do. You're supposed to take care of yourself before you go home. Right. And then you can handle that stuff. Mm -hmm. That's when I think about that. That's why when you're thinking about like this like people think they're really gonna like fix people when they're broken. You can't fix people when you're broken. That's just I don't care who you are. Yeah. You can't talk about God and you don't got God in your life. You know what I mean? You can't talk about love and you never felt love for yourself. Yeah. And it's it's just it's this thing and then you're right. It's it's work, man. Yeah. And and for anybody that's out there thinking like, well, how am I going to do that, balance that out with work? And it happens. People are doing it. Yeah. You know, people go to work and they balance something out. They get their little escape moment, but they know that that escape moment is to fix everything else. People do meditation. They do running. They go to the gym. They do right. some. Find whatever it takes for you to be right so you can be right there for the ones that need you. Right. Because if not, you're not going to under- understand this kid. Yeah. Because you don't even know how to how to get out of your own shit. Yeah. So when this kid comes, you're like, oh, thanks, man. I already got my own shit going. Mm-hmm. It's like, homie, he didn't fucking choose to be here. You brought him here. Right. That's the truth. That's honesty right yeah. there. That's exposed. Yeah, yeah. You brought me home, boy. I didn't want to come here. Yeah. You wanted to have a kid. Like, and that's that's real. Yeah. That's real. And that fucking moment is, is intense, man. That's why, like, um... If the question needs to come up is like, when are you ready to have a kid? I don't know. How much do you love yourself? Because that really does determine whether you're able to raise a kid or not. And that's not talking about the selfish love that you may not understand. We're talking about an actual love for yourself. The one that is like, I'm willing to take care of myself in the same way that I'm willing to take care of uh, my significant other, you know, or an actual child. What will I let my kid do and not do? I have to love myself first and realize what real love is before I can pass that on to somebody else. And, and, and I think a lot of people say this too. They're like, I'll, I'll be ready when I have the money and all that. 
wealth is a part, but I'll tell you one thing, it's not wealth money. Yeah. It's when you're wealthy with love. Yeah. So much love inside of you, you can give some away. Yeah. That's the moment you can have a kid. Right. Honestly, because that's the moment that you're like, all right, nothing matters except for me giving to something. Yeah. Like that's a part, like that, that, that came from me. Yeah. And that's, I think those are the best freaking parents. The ones that are, I mean, you see those moms. Yeah. She's at the store doing groceries, no makeup, no nothing. And then you see that other one. You'll know the difference. Yeah. The other one, makeup all done and her kids look like shit. Yeah. Yeah. You'll already see it. Yeah. I don't even gotta, I don't even gotta tell you. Yeah. Right there, it just shows it. She has so much to give. But then that, that, that one, I would tell her, give yourself some love too. Mm-hmm. You know, have that moment when you go out and get your nails done or do something. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you got to find that one thing. Yeah. So there's this balance. So you don't feel so unhappy because then people because they're like, yeah, the other one's like that because she's unhappy. No, she's giving a lot. Yeah. She's just forgetting to get some. The other one is fucking completely just putting the love to herself. Yeah, right. And forgetting about the little kiddo. Yeah. And it's just that, man. And I just like, there is time. And like, I feel like we could learn so much. From children oh yeah they're like they know how to be in a moment you give a ball to a kid mm-hmm. he will have the greatest time in the world that you ball, give a ball yeah. to adults we'll try to make an excuse of why we can't do it yeah right you know what i mean it's just just i learned a lot like what's crazy is i as i teach him stuff he teaches me stuff about myself right i, I i'm gonna say the story in real quick it's just like i i the other day i had to go to an, a meeting and uh and you know it's an anonymous meeting yeah and uh i went and i had him with me yeah and uh we go in there and i had my niece too with me we sit down at the end of this meeting they do the serenity prayer yeah and what was crazy is like we're doing the serenity prayer and then after he looks at me and he's like dad it's kind of like wreck it ralph you know when they're bad guys and they're like not wanting to be bad guys no more yeah yeah yeah. and like it tripped me out because i'm in the car with him and i'm like you're right, mijo. It is. It is exactly like that. That's what those rooms are. It's a bunch of bad guys that are trying to be good guys. Yeah. Because we're tired of being bad guys. Yeah. And that's like the easiest way I could explain drug addiction to my son. Yeah. Without like being so like, like, like the other dads. Like, yeah, you know, right. like, drugs are bad. They're going to kill you. this and the all this. Yeah. Nah, it was like the simple way and he's like, well, I don't want to be a bad guy. And I'm yeah. like, that's good. And like just little ways of like those little nuggets, right? Where you're able to do stuff like that, like where give them a message, even with this little like. And I wouldn't know, like if you see, if you would have told me that three years ago, Dad, it's like Wrecker Ralph, and I'm like, who the hell's Wrecker Ralph, dude? Yeah, right. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. But no, I've sat down with them and watched these movies with them, mm-hmm. and I've, I'm like, and I've been there. Cause we're like little homies, we're like little friends, but way not friends because like he knows like. I'm there as his father. Yeah. But yeah, you got to build a relationship. And that moment, like, is is one of those moments that I I will remember. Yeah. And you, and you, you hit it, you hit it pretty strong. You have to be able to know that we can learn from kids, that it's respect. It's respect two ways. If you want, I haven't heard this my whole entire life. You want respect, you give respect, right? Okay. Yeah. You earn it, right? How are you going to earn your kids respect? By buying them stuff? I don't think I've earned, I don't think I've respected anybody just because they bought me stuff. That was never the thing that I respected people for. I respected people for teaching me something. And so this kid is going to respect me if I teach him something and then vice versa. I'm going to respect this kid if he teaches me something. But the only way I can get taught something is if I'm willing to learn something. 
And so when I look at this kid and I see, okay, so what does this kid have to offer? Look at his smile. What is he smiling about? He's kind of chilling. It's kind of okay with that $1 ball. Yeah. It's kind of okay with just sitting around with his dad or his mom. It's kind of okay with just playing with the SpaghettiOs. You know? It's kind of okay yeah. with just hanging out with this little kid and just pretending that they're in space. And I think it helps you with the fear, too, when you start having these communications with him. Because then he will show you what he's watching on that tablet. Yeah. He will show you what he's about and what he likes. And then the fear will kind of go away little by little. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I do not got no control over anybody else's kids in my neighborhood. But at least I know my son enough to know, like, well, if he's in that situation... I hope he does the best because we've already talked about that a couple of times. And I think that's all you can do. Right. But you can't do that to a kid you don't know. Right. You need to know. Yeah. You got to set up that safe zone where he knows that he can talk to you. That kid can talk to you. She can go up to you and say, Dad, this is happening. Or have a question about this. And she's not going to get an answer that says, I don't know. Go ask your mom. Or I'm busy right now. Or not even being there to be able to answer a question. So to be there and say, like... I don't know. What do you think about that? And ask the kid what they think. And they jump into the answers with them. But if you don't, don't know answers to something, then maybe you should try to start finding answers for yourself. Toby, Toby Morris, the singer from H2O, hardcore band, uh-huh. New York City. He was in a uh, podcast and I saw it. And uh, he talked about how his son hit him up. I guess his son's in high school, if I'm not mistaken. Hits him up and he says, Dad, he calls him up and yeah. says, Dad, we're going to, everyone's ditching this period. Can I ditch? Mm-hmm. And he's like, he said that, like coming from a punk rocker, he's, he's straight edge and obviously vegan. And, and you know, he, he's on his positive tip big right. time. Mm-hmm. Solid dude. Don't know him personally, but I love his feed on his page. And he's like talking about this moment. He's like, whose kid does that? Yeah, right. But it's like, and if you see him on his page and like his son, like they're like really like connected. He's like there. He knows of the music he listens to. And and he's, I like, and and, and this is coming from a dude that you're talking about. You can't give what you don't got. The dude wakes up and he's got his own routine. He's all about PMA, positive mental attitude for those that don't know what PMA stands for. And it's like. I see that and I'm like, that's how it's got to be. You got to take care of yourself to take care of the ones you care about. And then moments like that will happen yeah. when your kid will do something that other kids don't do. Why? Because you, you, you laid a foundation. You've watered that seed. Trust. Yeah. And it's like to hit them up and be like, yo, dad, we're going to ditch. But I, I just wanted to ask if I can do it. Yeah. That's respect. That's love. Why? Because he, 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 he sowed into that. Yeah. He put time into that. Right. Communication. And this is a man just like you and me. Yeah. He's gotta he's gotta pay the bills, he's gotta do all that stuff, but he we find time. And there's a lot of parents like that. So you can give me a million excuses and i s I'll I'll give you A million solutions. Solutions. <laughs> you know, like and then you can keep going on that problem, problem, problem. I just feel like there is. It's just communication. Know that you're a leader. The moment you're a parent you're a leader. Yeah. Stop being lazy. Mentally lazy, physically lazy, emotionally lazy. Yeah. Stop being lazy. Just get into the, the mode of saying, like, I got to sacrifice and do things for this kid. Even if I didn't sign up for it, quote unquote, because you accidentally had a kid, doesn't matter. You have a responsibility now, and that's part of your job. And that's the thing. Like, I, I say this, too. Discipline your kids so no one has to discipline them. Right. Because if not, then they're going to be society's problem. That's Guess right. what? Society don't love them as society much as you do. Society won't love them as much as you do. 
they will get disciplined by the prisons, yep. by the system, by the foster care system, whatever system they got out there that does not love. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that, that that there's not some good stories out of these, you know, foster care systems. I don't know it, yeah, right. but I've never heard any of them. Yeah, right. Like it's always like, dude, I was waiting to get out of there, get adopted. No one adopted me. It was the worst. Like, I wouldn't want that for nobody. Yeah. And uh, I don't want my son to get disciplined by the state. Yeah. That's what or happened e- to me. Or even on a smaller scale. Get disciplined by, he doesn't know, he doesn't understand what it means to respect. Or he doesn't understand what it means to be able to like, that's a thought for your your mind, not thought for your mouth. And to be able to say something stupid at school, you know, and get himself beat up by the biggest kid, you know, on the lot. Yeah. All because he couldn't keep his mouth shut. It's, that's, as a parent, that's your fault for not teaching your kid what it means to be able to keep his mouth shut at certain moments. To be able to say, you know what, that's not smart to say something like that. It's not smart to talk uh, talk crap on somebody or whatever the case may be. So if I don't discipline you when you start talking crap to your sisters or to me or saying stuff outlandish, if I don't discipline you then, whatever type of discipline that I find deem worthy of that, then you won't, hopefully, you won't get disciplined about the kid at school. Yeah. Because that kid don't love you as much as I do. I ain't going to beat you down the way that kid at school is going to beat you down. Yeah. And if a worst case scenario, there's some people out there that are getting stabbed, shot, murdered. For stupid stuff like that, yeah. all because you didn't decide to discipline your own child, teach him a couple of lessons, all because you're too busy doing what? Yeah, being selfish usually. Yeah, and straight up, and this is coming too from a father. It's just like it's straight up, it is. It's just selfish. Yeah, like you didn't think that being a parent is all about being selfless. Yeah, it's all about giving. Mm-hmm. Sorry, at this point in your life, that's it. But like people still want, they want the. The, what is it they want the the dessert and the and the meal at the same time yeah just doesn't, doesn't go that way man mm-hmm. you did chose this and, and this little life is your responsibility right because if you do not discipline it the world will and they won't love it like the way you love it mm-hmm. so love your kids more than you love your careers and all that because if not later on that's all you'll have yeah right and then those are those parents that are at the at the um, old people's home, mm-hmm. and their kids never go visit them. Right. Like, hey, dad, you liked your fucking business more. How does that fucking feel? Yeah, right. You know what I mean. And then you got to think about that. We're taking we're taking care of them now, so they could take care of us later. Yeah, right. And, and that's that's just generations. And that's how families work. Yeah. Families take care of each other. Period. Yeah. Guess what? All the stuff you guys did in the '60s changed the '70s. Everything you do in the '70s changed the '80s, and everything you keep doing it just keeps changing everything. Mm-hmm. It's the same cycle. It's just, and same thing with your kids. Everything you're doing right now is building a future. Yeah. And you're either building a solution or more problems for this world. Right. You're probably raising the next mass shooting. (laughs) Yeah, right. Or you're, you're, you're raising the next Martin Luther King, Gandhi, Malcolm X. Right people that are going to come here and change the game ultimately we look at everything and we say we have a a past of how our parents raised us we look at how our generation is raising kids <clears throat> and we still have a we still have a chance to do something but what we think the solution might be is going to be make sure that you love yourself real love me personally, I'll vouch for the only love that I've ever been able to understand as a real true love is the love from God, is yeah. the love that I see from the Bible. Amen. And so if you need to understand what real love is, it's really hard to find it in this world. It really is. And usually when you find it, it comes with some sort of intention. And the only love that I've found that is unintentional, it has been God's love. And so the, the love that I've 
that I get from my spirituality has taught me what real love is. I try to put that love on other people as well. And um, that has worked all right with me when it comes to relationships that I have. And I think that if I do have a child, I want to be able to do the same for, for that kid, that to be able to love the kid the way that I love myself. And that's the way that God has taught me to love myself as well. And so, um, and so I think that that's uh, at least a direction. I mean, you're, you hit it, man. You hit it right there. The Bible is like, shows you a relationship. Right. Shows you this relationship with your higher power. You know, like God. You know, he just, how forgiving he is, how merciful. And I try to do that with my son, you know. Yeah. I understand. Like, in the, in the Bible, you hear all the stories of all the dudes messing up. Mm-hmm. Cain and Abel, right? Yeah. Killing the brother. Yep. You know, David uh, sleeping with the chick. Yeah. You know, I mean... I mean, all the stories. We keep going down. We keep going down. And how many times does he forgive all of them? Mm-hmm. That, and that, and that's, that's beautiful. And it's like, I want to build that relationship with my son just so he knows that no matter what, you can come to me. Right. No matter what, you can come to me like I go to my father. Right. And they'll be all fine. Right. We'll figure it out. And, and uh, I've learned that at least <clears throat> my understanding of God is that he doesn't control me. He just mm. gives me really good advice. And it's up to me to whether to take it or not. And so I want to be that for my kid. (laughs) I want to be that for my kid as well. I don't want to control my kid. I want to be able to give him good advice and be able to trust that I have good advice and to let him make his own decisions that if he doesn't take my advice, there's a, there might be a consequence to that. Not coming from me, maybe coming from the world. And so for, for all that, that's obviously for me that doesn't have a kid. That's uh, all theory until it yeah, could be a I thing. Yeah, I mean, there is options and choices, man. And I think, like you said, like like a little while ago, just like some parents don't even know that there's options and choices. Yeah, or they or they're naive to it or something. Or they like, you know what I mean? They're just like, so they don't even know how to give it to them. Yeah, they just feel like, well, this is what I did. Yeah, my, right. my dad worked factory. You're gonna work factory right. and dirt, 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 dirt. Yeah. And it's like, nah, man. There's other things, man. Yeah. And be and just know that you're not gonna control this kid. Yeah. He's going to probably not, like, my son is not like me, bro. Like, right. I, I needed people at his age. I needed friends. Yeah. He's cool with playing by himself. And I'm just, like, learning how that is and making sure he, like, you know, like, doesn't get antisocial. Like, yeah. But he's not because he plays with his nie- my, with my nieces. So it's, like, it's it's knowing. And, like, dude, you, man, I mean, this is this is some heavy stuff, man. This is some good stuff to put into thought and, and see where you're at. Yeah. So, <clears throat> as we uh, close this out, I think that it's um, it's important. Here on Exposed Network, we like to um, talk as much as we can about things that we know and things we don't know. I think you and I are going to be in the in the same spectrum and say we don't have all the answers when it comes to raising kids. I have least of an answer when it comes to raising kids because I don't have any, but it's going to be this thing where it's like it's all just going to be a theory because you don't know how your kid's going to come out, yeah. right? He can come out totally twacked out because of all the things that you taught him, right? Yeah. But then maybe not. Maybe he become somebody that you're very proud of, that he's become, that he leveled up on you. And that's something they could be super proud of, all based off of the things that you taught him. But it's still going to be kind of up in the air until that happens. But we can be very kind of specific about, like, what we do know. And what we do know is kids don't like being controlled. People don't like being controlled. Kids don't like being told what to do without people knowing why they're telling them what to do something. Kids love to ask why. And it's something that we do on this show all the time. We ask mm-hmm. why. And so don't put that fire out. Instead, stoke it. You know, put some wood into that into that fire. Answer those whys. Ask them to ask why. You know, get them to that place where they're curious and they can trust you that you're going to find an answer, not just an answer, but an answer that's going to be a good answer. And so, 
get to the place where we're looking for solutions as much as we can. And uh, one of our biggest solutions, and I think this might be universal for a lot of different things, but definitely for kids, is make sure you love yourself and love yourself with a real love. And if you're able to do that, you might be able to show your kid a real love and not just your kid, literally everybody around you, but more importantly, your kid, a real love. And then hopefully we can just kind of like allow that to spin into society and have more people that love each other. But um, this is a good topic. Thank you, Mix, for sharing oh, this one thank for me. You, man. And um, we'll come back next week and uh, we'll have a guest on. Yeah. Surprise as to who that's going to be. But we, we have a couple things on the table we will like to talk about. We have all kinds of different subjects that we'd like to talk about. Um, we like to talk to people that have been through life, really have something to kind of like talk about, you know, whether it be a business that they're starting or um, a, a, tra- a traumatic life that they've been through or a specific thing that they had to go through, whatever the case may be. If you have any kind of like story like that, we'd love to hear it mm-hmm. and uh, quite possibly maybe have you on the show. So hit us up on our DMs over on uh, Instagram expose x-p-o-s-e underscore network and just uh give us a message and um thank you for following our uh our podcast and thank you for following our uh, instagram if you are and um we'll catch you guys next week migs it was a pleasure (laughs) 